The Better Business Analysis Institute presents the Better Business Analysis podcast with Kingsman Walsh. This week, I was interviewed by Samuel Gambesi. Samuel, or Sam as I call him, uh, was actually um, working in Zimbabwe. Um, He then moved to South Africa and worked at many companies there. And of late, he actually travelled with his young family to New Zealand to work at Assurity Consulting when I was one of the managers there. So I've known Sam for a while now. Uh, he's a really lovely guy, very smart, great BA. And he decided and asked me if it would be okay if he could interview uh, me and ask me a few questions. So what you're going to hear today is Samuel's interview with me, uh, Benjamin Walsh from the Better Business Analysis Institute. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I hope to do more collaboration podcasts so if you're interested in coming on the show or interviewing me or me interviewing you or us just having a a chat about an interesting topic in the IT area um, you know ideally related to business analysis then just flick me a note on LinkedIn and we'll make that happen so let's get straight into it Hey everybody, uh, thanks a lot for picking up this podcast. I'm here, I'm Samuel Gazimbi and I'm here with uh, Ben Walsh, uh, my guest for today. Uh, ben Walsh is a co-founder of the Bi- Better Business Analysis Institute and we're going to be talking about some uh, interesting topical issues around uh, business analysis. Um, without uh, further ado, Ben, can I just ask you to introduce yourself and yeah, yeah, well, thanks for having me, Sam. Um, so, yes, firstly, uh, Benjamin Walsh, BA. Uh, I like to call myself a BA. And in terms of um, what I'm up to these days is I have helped found the Better Business Analysis Institute, which is focused on three things, really. One is trying to kind of uplift BA in terms of what does BA mean in 2023, progressive change, redefining um, or at least Uh, getting clearer in terms of what I think business analysis needs to be. Um, The second part is really around trying to get some quality assurance in the market in terms of when someone completes one of the courses with us, we will go out of our way to say that this person knows what they're doing, that they are actually a BA. So we're kind of like helping um, badgerify the community such that um, we know that those BAs know what they're talking about. And that's because mm. that's really in response to the fact that there are a lot of BAs in the market today uh, who are fantastic. There are some who are average and there are just some who just like to use the title to get good contract rates. Um, and so then the I guess the, the other point is really around... Um, my passion to create a community and institute where we can talk about BA um, and mm. kind of be independent. Yeah. Oh, so okay, cool. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's quite interesting, Ben. Um, I can kind of feel your passion for, for the practice kind of coming through in your, in your introduction. Um, just to kind of set the scene um, around who you are, Ben, and to just understand where you're coming from, 
could you just kind of share with us how you got into BA and you know what was it about business analysis that attracted you to pick this as a uh, career? Yeah, thanks, Sam. I have talked about this a bit, and I always change how I talk about it, so I probably could do something yeah. <laughs> different again here. But um, yeah, so sure, sure. I, I was yeah, yeah. So I wasn't I wasn't the best at English. Um, so I'm dyslexic, yeah. and my mum's an English teacher, so I've kind of kept away from yeah. that. So in terms of my school subjects, they were more the science and math subjects. So there was always a okay uh, direction towards doing something in the engineering space or something in terms of the science space. And, um, but I am deep down a creative person. So I do, you know, like the idea of making, making things. Um, yep. A lot of people in my, my school friends, and I had a group of friends at school and outside of school, uh, my school friends all went to do engineering. So electronic engineering and mechanical engineering and so forth. In Auckland, which was two hours away, and I kind of yeah. made a decision. Yeah, I made a decision to stay in Hamilton, which was the town I was in, which is a small town in New Zealand, um, and study at Waikato. And I did a computer science degree in software engineering. Um, and it was clear to me pretty early on that you know maybe software engineering wasn't necessarily ticking all the boxes in terms of um, being able to relate to people and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really, I don't know, highlight the personality I am, which is quite big and bubbly. And so yeah. the passion areas for me were really the analysis papers and the management papers. And so when I left university, um, I looked for a role um, in the BA space, which I had heard about um, as a family <laughs> friend had that job title and it was quite new. Um, at that time, I think this was early 2000s, and it was really starting to be a thing. And I knew there was a systems analysis role, which is what I got early on. Yeah. And I knew there was a difference and there was a BA role. So that I started my career in the systems analysis space, which I'm sure we'll talk about now, and then eventually moved into BA and, and so forth. All right. Um, cool. Quite interesting to kind of pick. The, the threads of how you know people make career choices and decisions a little bit of uh, keeping away from the English from your mom and a little bit of inspiration from somebody else it's I think it's a very relatable uh, path and route that a lot of people um, will have uh, picked themselves so just to pick on something that you've mentioned Ben um, you've talked about how you started off in a systems analysis role and how you distinctly differentiate this from a business analyst role uh, would you like to kind of just delve into that a bit more for, for me and just want to understand from your perspective, how, mm. what is business analysis really in Ben Walsh's own words? Yeah. And, and, you know, me, Sam, I'll never get straight to the point. So, um, it's baked into me. So I'm going to start. By <laughs> That's the fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'll define where we are today. So I think it is a spectrum yeah. and I think it's evolved yeah. over time. I think that's fair. Um, I can make yeah. some very blunt statements about what I think BA is in 2023. And I think that I would have given you a different answer even five, 10 years ago. So if I, okay. if I, from my understanding, and, and, and equally, I think this was true um, when when I got into IT, uh, was the fact that there was a need to have a translator really between the business and the IT area, very much from the IT space. And we had yep. these people who are 
good systems. So there was a, an idea that you were a systems analyst. You could um, translate, not really translate requirements, but take requirements and just and and configure the system or, or code the system um, such that it kind of worked. Um, it was a very basic yep. uh, relationship there. And then that has transitioned and moved towards the business side as we've realized that um, that the most important thing is clarity and transparency in terms of requirements and the methods yep. have evolved. And um, I think the IABA has recently redefined what they even suggest uh, a BA is, and it's a lot, a lot less focused on solution or, or system. And so when I talk about BA in 2023, um, for me, the difference being that the systems analyst is looking at the how and the BA is yep. looking at the what and and the why. So the BA is defining and providing clarity to a problem that a customer <laughs> or user is experiencing and they're helping define yep. that in a usable way such that a, a development team or a um, solution team can can understand that and can you know and there isn't they're reducing the friction between the communication between the customer and the solution such that you know these um, requirements and this problem can be solved that's probably my long-winded yeah. answer to your question sam <laughs> no 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 all good but i you know i just kind of wanted to understand how uh you know from your perspective obviously and um obviously experiences and the stuff that you've gone through really shape uh the narrative of what you understand ba to be mm. so quite interesting around that um you've mentioned something that's quite interesting i think in the ba community this uh perception of the BA, I think, which was the original definition around the translator role mm. and how there's an evolution happening now, moving closer to business, closer to customer, and how that's kind of changed maybe to, I don't know if I can call it like an influencer or, you know, kind of a role. What's your take around the evolution of BA, uh, where we started off with BA and where, in your perception, is it at this point in time? Yeah, that's a good question. I think we're still tr uh, moving through a transition, and I still yeah. think there, the destination is still not 100% clear. And I do think we need to, as a profession, um, uh -huh. start to own that conversation and start to be a bit more defined around what we consider uh, business analysis in order to survive. Yeah. Because I would say yeah. that um, with the evolution of Agile, for example, lots of yeah. BAs are moving into the product ownership space and yeah. i've asked people why why like why is that your space uh, there's the obvious answer which is you're into product as in f like a, a tangible web product for example that that's your yeah. passion yeah is a, is a thing you can see results but the other reason is that it's quite well defined the role and yeah. when you come, yeah, so when you come and look at the roles, different roles for BA, and there was some talk about BA not even being a role, uh, an mm -hmm. job title, more of a way of thinking. Uh, I was having a conversation yeah, yeah. with uh, uh, John Barris from Equinox around that. Um, the, the It's quite broad. It's mm -hmm. quite a broad definition. It can go from, as we talked about, systems analysis, which is almost a junior architect, um, and I consider a systems analyst 
um, a, a transition point to then determine if you want to go towards business or solution. If you want to go solution, then solution architecture would be a, a better uh, better move to you or potentially maybe data analysis. So that's one end. Yeah. And then we move yeah. all the way across that line, the, the, X, uh, the X axis, and we get uh-huh. to almost human-centered design expert or designer right at the top yeah. or customer, you know, um, customer discovery expert and then there's the y-axis and that moves um so that's kind of in terms of where in the life cycle you're 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 touching and then you've got the product uh, um axes which is the y-axis and you could move um you know to the customer down to product management and you've got more of these product based functions that can go all the way down to i mean as as, as far as you like really um which yeah. could be um in terms of a ba working a technical ba working in the in an agile team so there's a whole range and i, I do think they all exist and I, I don't minimize their reasons for existence or the value they add and and as a ba as you know sam you know every gig yeah. is different and every gig you have to pull out some of these uh these different tools in the toolbox but i think it helps having a redefinition of the core and the purpose and for me it is the business and the analysis side and and for us to be um to be respected and to be needed in the uh, in the future i would say that we need to move closer to what you might consider and this is controversial someone with an MBA and I don't just because it's got BA in it I know it stands for business administration, <laughs> but a master's in yeah. business administration uh, for uh-huh. me and a BA there is there I feel like there's an overlap there and where we will we add the most value in terms of making sure the business is and I use the word value again but is actually getting value from its IT and process and people um, and product infrastructure yeah yeah okay so cool so yeah 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 i mean I, uh, I, i've got a couple of subjects that you've kind of touched on that i'm pretty keen for us to kind of explore a little bit more and i think i'm going to start with the community aspect that you've mentioned and i think one of the things that you've said is that you think there's great value in the community i take it the business the business analysis community uh owning you know the narrative and the definition of a business yes. analysis in your experience, what does ownership look like? What does it look like when BAs own BA? Yeah, I mean, if you if you, what I find really cringy um, yeah. is if you look on LinkedIn or you see a presentation about BA, there's a Dilbert cartoon yes. or a, or a Farsight cartoon, and it's kind of yeah. like got a it's like a way of defining BA through tires mm. or someone has just said something around a you know it's 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 a joke effectively yeah. making a joke mm-hmm. and, and 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 through that you know we we understand what BAs do i would say that there are a couple of things there one um i have a lot of friends who i've worked with like who aren't yeah. in, who are not in the BA space who go man i've worked with some really crap BAs or they don't know what they're doing now i don't know what yeah. you do but you're good at it or whatever and 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 i'm not i'm not blowing my own trumpet there's a collection of BAs that they respect that, but they yeah. do see it still as a bit of a, a bit of a magical series of attitudes and skills that we have. 
So I don't think yeah. it's well defined yeah. to our peers. I don't think we do a very good job of selling what we do. And for me, I think that's because it's ambiguous and it shouldn't be. And then secondly, I think that there is a problem for us waiting or kind of jumping on the back of other definitions. So, um, and I will I will circle back around, but this is a passion area for me and I've talked about this before. Of, of course, the, yeah. Yeah, when the scrum.org, the scrum guide was published, um, there was a reference in there. It did a great job of defining the scrum master and the product owner and, and so forth. And a lot of uh, BAs were working in the delivery space, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll get onto that in a minute. But um, the question was, was what is their job? If the product owner in that environment is grooming the backlog and responsible for the user stories, aka requirements, what is the BA do? And yeah, so, yeah. yeah, and so Scrum doesn't, it doesn't set out to define what a BA does or what a tester does or what a uh, architect does. It just mentions they're part of this delivery team, that there's a cross-functional technical team that's able, everyone that's in that team, you know, they've got all the people they need to deliver the product. And, and mm -hmm. so, inversely, because the product owner was defined as the person running the requirements, you could see that that minimized what the BA did or that the BA thought in response to that, I will be the yeah. servant of the PO. So I don't think that's yeah. helped. And, but there, there wasn't a reply to that from the IABA mm -hmm. or the BA community. It was just an acceptance yeah. to a point that they even included chapters around product ownership in, in the, the next version of the Bulbock. And what's interesting yeah. is that I purposely, per, I think that the product ownership role um, is not 100%, but such an overlap with one part of BA, which is around uh, delivery and requirements management, that I think there should have been something from the community to respond to that. And when I look online and I hope that there's a definition, all I see is yeah. this 512-page Bible of of all the techniques that ever existed for BA, and that's what we use to define it. That's what our that's what our body uh, is using to define it. So the reason that I've um, started this institute, and you know others have have started their own, is because yeah. I think this at this middle tier, not at this echelon tier, we need to come out as BAs and go. This is what we stand for. This is what great BA looks like. And even if it's a defined by the inputs and the outputs, and not the magic yeah. in the middle, that'll be better than what exists today. Yeah, quite an quite an interesting uh, take, Ben. The around you know the ambiguity of um, the definitions and kind of the narratives being pushed depending on you know who's advocating for what. Uh, in a given context. And I'm kind of curious from your perspective, is the question, should we be fighting for the clarity of the definition? Or are we looking at who owns, you know, the narrative on <laughs> one end? Both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's both. both. Okay, cool. I think yeah. It's both. I think I yeah. think I think someone has to define it. And I and I and yeah. just like um in some ways, you know, people forget that before Agile was defined, which was actually only a, you know, a very short um, couple of paragraphs. Um, there were other, you know, definitions that that were pretty much Agile beforehand with um, XPen 
and so on. And so yeah. I think it's time that, you know, um, someone from the industry or a group of people um, uh-huh. uh, define what they think BA looks like. But I am I'm yeah. aware that of the cost of that. So by uh-huh. making BA more well-defined, you may uh, alienate those people that are within the fringe who are who are very good at what they do and may lose their home. So I think in some ways we've tried to cater for everyone. And as a result, we've um, catered for no one. So I think that's true in terms of definition. Um, And I think, I I do think that requires the community, whatever that is to do that. And I don't know. I think you could leverage the IABA definition. The new one that I've read is better. Um, But I think, you know, a little bit of a, um, as, uh, uh, just like we've got the manifesto for Agile, if we had a BA manifesto, I think that's where we need to get to. Yeah, that's that's quite an that's quite an interesting conversation around that. So maybe whilst we're still in the space around you know frameworks and the influence that they've had around um, business analysis, do you want to just uh, touch around that? I know there's there's uh, in previous conversations we've talked about you know agile and the impact they, that that's had on BA. I mean you've alluded to that a bit in the conversation. We've talked about um, scaled agile, um, and I think just from my experience, I know there's to your point a number of different organizations or institutions that are you know working to kind of give BA some sort of form and definition. Um, I know that. Uh, PMI Project Management Institute has uh, a BA qualification of their own, and you Recently, know that kind yeah, of defines very, it. Very, very, yeah, very recent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you just kind of want to speak to that? Is in your perspective, in your experience, is everybody else around BA, like you said, because of the ambiguity, you know, taking bites and chunks from this yes. whole? collective well, called well, ba yes, but, what does it yes. look like to you what do you yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. do think so I, I do think so yeah. but i don't think we should feel like we're being attacked i just think it's yeah, since yeah. i was doing anything so you're right i mean you yeah. know uh, yeah. scrum you know agile we're you know there's even agile ba uh coming out mm-hmm. um but but everyone who works in these spaces if you work with experts who are you know jake for example who you know he's a mm-hmm. great agilist but he respects a bit yeah. he knows the time and place it's not like these great agilists come out and go well we don't need a ba so everyone knows yeah, yeah. that there's value there um but it's yeah. still not you know it's 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 just the fact that they know we do some stuff and it's not just the requirement writer um yeah. and so it's the value for me it's that making sure business value is is being produced all the time uh-huh. the glue of the project the person who can communicate across the team and yeah. that thing that that ba role um isn't like we've talked about is isn't well defined but what i find really interesting is that as a ba and and you'll know this we have taken bites out of other methodologies yeah to redefine ourselves does anyone write a functional non-functional requirement or a solution requirement anymore maybe but for most of the time um you're writing stories you're using uh, epics and you're using user stories and 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 that's a couple of reasons for that i think one they're just a damn good consistent way of writing requirements Two, we've we've taken that from the agile world that wasn't ours, and yes, 
there are techniques very similar to that that we used beforehand, but you know, we we did, the IOBA didn't define that. The fact that requirements management has been replaced with the tools like Jira and uh, Azure, there hasn't been yeah. a great, there hasn't ever been a great requirements management tool in the world. I mean, come on, you know what I mean? And so we've been using, you know, solution architecture, uh, the sorry, the products, um, enterprise architect. We've been using yeah. other products like Recline. We've been, you know, the, I had a friend who started a company in this space, but actually now, because those systems work and they're smooth, we've adopted those. And yeah. the same is true in terms of how we work. We now use Agile. We've always done Agile. It's just piecemeal um, releases, you know, slicing off the top of, of what was Waterfall. We didn't, we weren't the first to say, well, no one did Waterfall since the 70s, um, you know, and we've adopted, we're now taking on aspects of, design thinking in terms of how we interact with customers mm -hmm. and define their empathy yep. and their personas that we as a profession never came out and defined. And yes, the, the reverse is true. There have been professions like data analysis systems, you know, solution architecture to some degree that was defined by Togolf. Um, change management that have almost come out of the BA profession and been yep. well defined um, by others. But you are right, Sam. These other industry bodies are either looking to increase their portfolio, okay, make more yep. money from subscriptions. Uh, but there, there isn't, I, I really do think that this is a very weak uh, area within, you know, a, a profession that we're both fully embraced in. And it is, yep. um, it's not, it's not done well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think I, I I hear you and I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And I guess uh, a part of it is the advocacy and kind of having the conversations, you know, brings issues to the table. And you know, let's see what what way we go from here. Um, but I also want to take on to something uh, interesting that you've mentioned. And uh, I think in your latest response, you've mentioned a lot about the business. Um, and on the canvas or the background of what we've just described, there's everybody else in the business who's not the business analyst, who's probably not necessarily part of the development team or part of the product team or whatever. In your experience, in the years that you've worked in business analysis, what are what is the C-suite's perception of this role? Do they look at it and just think, oh yeah, the technical people who deliver whatever we ask for? Um, what's the perception of also the technical teams of the BA role? Yes, that's a really good question. I think it. I think I. I mean, if I reiterate what I said before, um, I yeah. don't think BA is well defined anyway, and I don't think even our mm -hmm. colleagues necessarily know what we do. So, um, yeah, we've we've done a lot of training with testers, for example, and work with them, and they understand the relationship between requirements and and test cases. And then when there yeah. isn't a requirement, they respect that they need to be they need to exist so there's that side of it yeah. so our colleagues don't really uh, understand too much about what we do um so yeah. i think that that is the same perception from the c-suite so i think yeah. that we are starting to make inroads in the enterprise analysis space and in the value space and and that's hence why i think that this new ba product device definitional product or evolution is starting yeah. to resonate more with 
the C-suite, the new definition, well, the definition I'm pushing for, which is the business yeah. value kind of uh, side, is that the C-suite understands that because we're talking in their language, we're talking in terms of strategic uh, business language, we're talking about uh-huh. you know SWOT analysis, we're talking about um, numbers in terms of profit, and we, we we that's why I've talked about an MBA, for example, is that by using yeah. that, utilizing that language and uh, associating strategic objectives down uh-huh. to portfolios and requirements. And if if we were to do that, um, and if we do that, it's quite easy to do. And, you know, these are included in our toolkit today. Um, then we would be much more respected and we wouldn't be seen as just an IT delivery person. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. the perception in terms of where we need to get to. And we should be having C-suite conversations, or at least those yeah. in the... Uh, the more senior members of the team. Um, so I think yep. that's true. And then r- yep. your other question around the technical team, I think it's mixed. Yep. I think there are people who, there are architects who want to not do the nitty gritty work and there's a bit of a gap. I mean, is it a systems analyst? Is it a technical BA whose job it is to, yep. I don't know, map data fields? You know, or is it mm, you don't have a data mm. analyst? Is it them? I mean, someone has to do the work, and architects are more conceptual, and so a lot of BAs do that. Um, that's kind of a whole gaggle. Uh, then there's yeah. the kind of product owner BAs, and then you've got the process BAs, and then you've all, all got got what I've just talked about, which is what I would call business value BAs, or just business analysts, yeah. in my definition. Yeah. So just to kind of um, continue on that thought. So in your experience, do you do you reckon business analysis needs to have some sort of representation in the C-suite level and the boardroom? And or does it already have representation or just maybe just needs advocacy? What is that title, that role, or who is that advocate for, you know, business analysis in the C-suite? And maybe just to kind of put some color into into my question, I'm looking at it at a position where we want to add value right at the beginning of yeah. the conversations and decisions that lead into you know projects which become execution and deliverables yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a really good question um i mean this yeah. is a, again it's a it's a bigger version of the question of where should it be asb should they be yeah. business or should they be an it uh, but you're yeah. now uh racking that up i mean it for example i think we need to realize <laughs> that 10 years ago, there wasn't a CIO role, right? Yep. IT has <laughs> traditionally um, been reported to the CFO. So it was seen yeah. as a cost center. Agreed. So IT mm-hmm. hasn't been respected anyway. So it was only of late where we've had uh, CIOs and, and under them, they usually have a CTO. You don't generally have a CTO at the C-suite unless you're a startup company and you're a product, you know, technical company. Um, yeah. So so the, so the answer is, they could report to the CIO um, or whatever that that position's evolving in itself, uh, and and uh, I, I don't think they necessi- the BAs don't necessarily need to be on the C suite, but I would yep. say that if there was equally a company that had a st- strategy team, uh, yep. I would think that it would be better for those BAs I'm talking about, which are the uh, senior plus the enterprise BAs who are looking yep. across yep. the organisation that they report to a strategy, maybe a chief uh, strategy officer. Uh, that would be where I think they would fit. I don't think necess- necessarily um, the type of people that 
that are attracted to BA necessarily want to be in the C-suite because they want to make a um, difference. And and trust me, yeah. I've been on a C-suite. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a it's a it's an interesting place, but it's a different mindset. It isn't. Um, yeah. You can add value to the C-suite. 100 percent i think uh-huh. ba should be uh-huh. helping the c-suite up front and i think c-suite should understand the value of working out what their problems and their strategy are before they spend any money and i do think the ba should be working with them uh on a regular basis okay yeah yeah cool i, I think yeah you've you've really touched some very interesting um perspective around that uh it was just a curiosity that i had based on on your previous response so maybe just to kind of uh, pivot a little bit the discussion. And I'm just kind of curious. I know we've mentioned a number of things that maybe aren't going the best with regards BA, but in your experience over the years, what what would you count as successes that the profession has, you know, secured um, in establishing itself? You know, what's gone right with business analysis in your experience? I mean, I'll, I always look at the the end goal uh, um, and and hope that we get there. So I'm talking about in terms of aspiration, and I guess that's what yeah, the yeah. question relates to. Um, I do yeah. think it will be a journey, um, and I do think it will involve a spin-off uh, roles um, from business analysis, and we'll start to see, as we have with change management, uh, different uh-huh. roles like and data analysis uh, stripping away. And so as a result of those stripping away into their own definition, we might be left you know with the skeleton that is ba but um but i do think it should be proactive and i do think it um i i don't know if they would ever call it this but i always talk about value uh and obviously innovation but value primarily um is where i think a business analyst adds the most value um Uh for a business so their job is to make sure that we are producing value throughout value chain is the word you know we are looking at that and that for me uh, jumping on to that um train and to and to own that train and and through the use of processes by the way which is the how uh-huh. um i think that you know a business business value analyst or a value an- analyst or something like that might be what we see um as being a future uh role that might might um come about um, yeah. or an enterprise analyst, for example, is a, is a good word as well. So, so I think that might be the way in which we see the profession moving. I have seen um, quite a few enterprise BA roles uh, of late, which, you know, again, you know, there was one of three of us, you know, uh, 10 years ago doing that. Um, so yeah. you might find that that naturally defines itself. So those who are enterprise BAs are doing the strategic stuff and we might have more, when you have agile BAs, they're basically working in the, in the agile development team. So they, that might happen. Um, for me, I guess what I hope is, is, is defined is maybe even these sub roles are defined. Say if there's five of them, yeah. they're well yeah. defined and the boundaries between them and where they work in a project are well defined and we will do some work in the institute of better business analysis to kind of yep. show where we think those fit within the life cycle and the backbone of ba being you know how you approach things the framework you use and i guess your general um your, your general skills to solve the puzzle Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I, I totally get that. So maybe I'm just going to take this chance to sneak in this little Easter egg for uh, people who might be listening and are just kind of 
a little bit dystopian and curious <laughs> to hear your take on this. Obviously, uh, the buzzword right now is artificial intelligence and the whole, uh, you know, thing that's happened with ChatGPT and all this stuff. Um, what's your take? Is it an opportunity for business analysis? Yeah, is it? A, a, I mean, is BA under threat? What's What's your take on this? Uh that's a that's a, a big question. Um, yeah, I see it as an opportunity. It's not going away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite climate change, but it's there. It's there, and it's yeah. going. It needs to be addressed one way or another. I, I think yep. it's an extension of the tools that we use today. So I think the first mm-hmm. time that a computer was loaded up and people started realizing that instead of having to uh, type in a whole lot of digits, they could use a calculator or a computer to do that. Uh, the same yeah. way we need to accept that AI is that place. So I do yep. think that um, chat GBT, for example, uh, GBT mm-hmm. is... Um, text basically a text processor so it it, it it can do wonderful things and it can do amazing things but effectively it's ta- it's using text to generate yeah. you know answers and for me that's a replacement of google i mean it's mm-hmm. uh, when i say the replacement of google i don't mean the company i actually think google will respond and they will have an equally good product at the right time as google always does um where instead of using a search engine you will use an ai tool and it will give you yep. what you need without you going through the first 10 pages on Google, which is what everyone does today with their 20 tabs until they find the answer. Who wants to do that? So that will replace how we search. I also think <laughs> it will change how we process uh, text-based information uh, in terms of writing stories, um, in terms of researching, instead of going to Wikipedia, uh, instead of having writer's block. Uh, for people like me who are bad at grammar and, and writing, it will uh, help people like me and extend that um, in terms yep. of writing using templates. I'm pretty sure yep. we can bullet point and it will populate the template for us. We should look at it as an opportunity to reduce some of the low value work value again that everyone does <laughs> in the company. Now, what does that mean for disruption? Uh, I was involved in a yep. career um, system strategy piece of work for New Zealand where AI was definitely one of the topics and we saw what jobs uh, would be lost to AI. And I think, yep. and that was yep. everything that was in, that was from, you know, picking apples to data entry to whatever. And there will be disruption through AI. And I think you'll see that in, um, again, the lower cost, the things that you see on Fiverr, for example, like generating a logo, yeah, yeah. uh, Canva's already kind of integrated AI in terms of what they do for $220 a month. Uh, sorry, a year. I can be better yeah. than you know, most of the designers um, who, you know, I've worked with in the past. Uh, sorry, the marketing company is not necessarily the great designers. Um, but it, you, there will start to be jobs like uh, prompt editors, people who know how to talk to AI, and there will be a job for that. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think just some of the data entry, some of the really boring stuff that we take for granted today um, will 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 disappear. Um, so that leads me to the third point, which is okay, how far do we go here? I think we've seen leaders write uh, an AI write an open letter, people like Musk and the people that started open AI write a letter talking yeah. about the fact that AI is is speeding up and exponentially and now it's become a 
commercial capitalist kind of game to work out who can own the market. And so therefore these things are being released without necessarily having the moral and ethical um, regulations. Considerations, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're yeah. asking legislators to catch up who are, who are, you know, these are people who, uh, who may not even know how to spell, spell AI. So there is a bit of a, a concern there that um, AI can be used for good or for evil, but, but what are, really we're talking about the application here, how, how can applications be used just like computers can be used for good and evil, just like the internet yeah, yeah. can be used for good mm. and evil. And evil. Uh-huh. So I do think we have to watch that. I've, I'm fascinated with what has been under the covers behind the scenes for years now, and we're only just seeing it. Um, I can yep. generate a piece of art, you know, quite easily in two minutes. That's brilliant, you know. And I kind of think to myself, wow, you know, that that's cool. Will it replace an artist? Not necessarily, um, but uh-huh. the fact that I can do that is quite. Um, interesting and the fact that that's been held back from us for a few years because this is quite a step up um, I do think we're in a bit of a scary space but I think we need to just ignore that and move back to how we can use it to generate uh, value at a lower cost for businesses yeah um, that's a quite interesting uh, take on that one Ben so I think if I can kind of summarize my understanding of what you've just said, well, specifically from a BA context, as we should be looking at AI as a tool and an opportunity. And uh, probably somehow it's more of the ways of work that kind of change from a BA perspective, because now you have this um, uh, exponential tool at your disposal. Um, I don't know, maybe a few more months, days down the line. Uh, AI will be able to do process models at, a, at the behest of a yeah. prompt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there is a yeah. one, and it, there is a one that's good anyway. They're probably not one I'm yeah. but that would be quiet. Oh, maybe they need a BA to 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 write up the stories for that one, because you know what you're trying to do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it would be. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm eager for that. I have been looking, yeah. you know, every week or so yeah. for like something that could could draw a process diagram for me that would reduce yeah. a lot of um pain you always need to edit yeah. these things though you shouldn't be just taking them of course you should take them of course face and you need a human yeah um uh. and 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 they can go terribly wrong i think there is one consideration i've seen recently though that i do think we need to be careful about is that a lot of yeah. these tools are proprietary and just like mm-hmm. you entering your information on facebook website the information you enter on these other websites they own they can use that information so we as bas need to make people aware of the privacy considerations here and the fact that they're scraping your information and much like i wouldn't be putting uh the requirements for a nuclear power plant anywhere near facebook um we shouldn't be using Mm. gpt to write the process model for that and all the requirements so um I think that's our job as an IT professional, I guess, to make people aware of that. And, and also the human factor that, you know, there, we need to be uh, empathetic to the fact that people like pretty rec- pretty soon people are going to catch on to the fact that they can replace a whole lot of their data entry cl- clerks, you know, who have yep. job with, with one, one $20 a month subscription. Um, um. You know, that is, that's, that's going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's quite a a little 
bit of a Pandora's box and a bit of a red race right now. But it, I think as the dust settles, um, stuff will become clearer. And yeah, it's going to be quite interesting to see how this all evolves, you know. Um, yeah. So just kind of moving, uh, progressing our conversation a little bit, uh, Ben, I was just also kind of curious to uh, talk around about, um, you know, career progression. Obviously, you mentioned uh, right at the beginning, you started off as a systems analyst and then you, you know, worked your way through the ranks until um, right now uh, founding uh, Better Business Analysis Institute. So for a BA who's listening to this and maybe they're like on day one, they're starting out, maybe somebody's at an intermediate level, somebody's senior and so on. Um, how, how is the Better Business Analysis going to help me from my day one, you know? to become this business analyst that we've been talking about, who's value-driven, value-oriented, and, you know, uh, capable. And if I'm an intermediate, you know, what 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 are my options? I, th- I think it's a really good question. I think there's a, there's there's the kind of way we do it at the, at yep. the Institute, and then there's the mm-hmm. way that just generally happens. And I think, you know, I'll talk about both. So I think if yeah, you've sure. just started day one on BA, welcome to the family. Um, we are a family. We are a whānau community. And I think um, that's an exciting place to be. Um, I think it can be very overwhelming, some of the pieces of work you get landed on. And the, yeah. as what we've just talked about, this kind of um, massive <laughs> possibilities in which you could be yeah. – doing lots of different stuff and and how do i even start i think i I always say this sam to juniors i think there are two fundamental um apart from the soft skills which which is a whole other topic but in terms of having the right soft skills but if you've got the role just start with uh understanding what a requirement is how to write them where they come from and process modeling and i think if you start with those two areas and really and understand the relationship between the two that is what I would define your um, starting point for a junior, no matter you know uh, what kind of study or education you've done. I think it's important to understand methods like Scrum if, if you're working in a Scrum team, which is pretty typical for a junior. Um, and I think it's important for you to understand and have a base understanding of, of the meth- tools, methods, and frameworks which exist uh, out there. Yeah, and I... Yeah. Um, Obviously, you can do your entry uh, entry certificate uh, into of business analysis through IABA, which is one way to do it, and that will help you understand the the Bible, if you like, the Bobok, and understand all the different stuff that you might need to know. And then here yeah. at the institute, yeah, we offer the certified better business analysis uh, level one course, and that's aimed for those people. And specifically, we provide three kind of areas that we think are key. And I think this is true right. even if you didn't come to us. I think you, this is what you're trying to work out as a junior. One is um, how do I, what are the interpersonal skills? What are the soft skills? What are the kind of, um, I guess, ways of working we talked about before? fundamental yep. skills is what we call it that you need to have as a BA and you, and you need to really do some self-reflection as a person uh, in terms of working on those things. And and some of those are you're born with, some you get through experiences, some you just need to get better at. There's some we have conversations about with our fellow BAs and say, hey, look, you need to create a persona. Um, 
yep. when you're when you're trying to turn up the skill, for example. So they're the fundamental skills, and we call them the better uh, business analysis fundamental skills. Then right. there's this is the bit that's missing, I would say, from the IABA, but but lots of organisations like Assurity, where uh, where you work and and where I used to work, where there are frameworks that different companies come up with. Deloitte will have one, PwC will have one, and we have one which is open source, which is the Better Business Analysis Delivery Framework. And what that is yeah. is what are the steps that you go through in order to do business analysis. Now, you may not start at step one. You may be dropped in at step three, which is mid-project. But we we run through what those steps are and what techniques and tools you should apply at different points. And so, again, uh, you could make your own. You could look online for one. Um, and then the third point, uh, which all BAs need to do, is you have your toolbox. Uh, we call it... Um, we call it the techniques, a bit of business analysis uh, techniques, for example. But if you like, it relates to the toolbox. What are the hard um, techniques that you need to understand? So yeah, an example would be how to draw a process model with BPMN, um, how to write a problem statement, um, a couple of these tools and techniques, which are explained very well in the box. However, there's lots yeah. of So we, I think there's... When you're a junior, you need to understand a few of those that relate to process modeling and requirements capture and ignore the rest. Just know they exist and 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 start to examine some others. And then as you, so that's the kind of junior side. There's a lot there. Have you got any questions about the junior side before I move on to the, the next step? Uh, no, I think let's, let's move on to uh, the next step. Cool. So when you're an intermediate, yeah. Getting to an intermediate is really getting experience, right, and exposure. Mm -hmm. So it's really yep. around uh, understanding more techniques, trying different things, different um, – uh, you, you, we used to say years of experience. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Exposure is yep. enough. So if you've been on different uh, companies or different projects and different stakeholders, you really need mm -hmm. to – warm up and boil and get really confident with those abilities and you start to move away from the solution and closer to business and as a result you start to um, play further to the left of the project hopefully yep. you start to understand things like business cases and how projects exist and you start to understand um, business requirements as and epics as opposed to user stories and you start to use the tools and techniques around that area then once you've done that for a certain point and you start to get to a point where you're so confident that you could almost teach someone else those techniques, you start mm. to move into the senior space. And for me, this the divide there is clear for me because I can understand a senior and there's questions I ask which are really around, do you understand problem analysis? Do you understand enterprise business analysis? And if you don't, you're probably not a senior. But once you get yeah. into the senior space, you are now really, that is it, really. There isn't any other job outside a senior. Yes, in a consultancy, they might have principals and you might have BA team leader. But really, most of the best BAs I've ever met and still to this day will call themselves a senior business analyst. And so that is a whole range of everything that you could possibly do in BA. And people start yeah. to specialize and start to get quite... Um, quite good at not only the base skills, but almost pocket areas like design thinking or change 
in some of what we call um, kind of specialist areas at this point. So that's the transition. Yeah. That's the transition. And with it comes uh, quite uh, big increments of pay as well. And, um, you know, there is a, a, the option to contract and to consult um, generally when you get to the senior senior level. So it's quite an exciting path of exposure. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, a very interesting uh, a point that I'm picking up from, from uh, what you've just shared, Ben, is around, I think when you're at junior level, you kind of want to, you know, embrace whatever comes your way. And then the specialization happens at senior. I'm only kind of uh, putting a bit of spotlight on this because, you know, in my experience, I've come across uh, fellow peers who've, you know, just right at the beginning of the career and maybe they're already picking a lane. Is that another way of doing it? What, what's your take on that? Mm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Is it too soon? So this is where, yeah. th- but this is, this is you dipping your feet in the pool and deciding yeah. you want to jump in or you want to go to the other pool, right? So yeah. um, I... I think there's just a natural um, a natural career uh, um, discovery piece for anyone, regardless of career, who, who yeah. work out what this world is and they're defining what they want to do. So, so yeah. yes, there is the option for you to to specialize to, and I would say that they are into areas. If you are specializing, you're moving into different job titles at this point. So you're going in, you're a junior, and you go, actually, I really just love playing with data. You could look yep. at that point to a data analysis role, knowing you're not going to be a BA, right? Mm. You haven't done BA, okay. you, yep. you're nowhere near there. But you were, yep. But if you were a BA and you said, well, I'm a, I want to call myself a BA and I want to specialize mm-hmm. in data, I would say, well, yep. do you? Or do you really want to be a data analyst? And so... I think um, I think your question is such that in the BA realm you shouldn't specialize if you're staying in that career path, or there are other roles that might be more attractive to you, and that's fine and and go for it, you know, and always come back because if you have played in those areas and you decide BA is something you want to do later, um, you've yeah. you've 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 gathered a lot of skills that that are across that can be transferred or um, you know cross pollinate over into the BA world. Yeah, uh, quite interesting on that one. And maybe something closely related to, you know, kind of structuring of uh, careers and building a trajectory around that. Uh, public sector versus private sector. Uh, in your experience, uh, is the BA competence, the BA practice, you know, the BA experience uh, wildly, uh, does it wildly vary between the two uh, different domains or it's really not a thing? Uh, I, I guess, yeah, it depends is the question. It mm-hmm. all comes down to the different mm-hmm. organization, even within public sector, which I have with. Yeah. Um, there are some who operate very much like the traditional bureaucratic organization. And there are others that are quite lean and nimble and more lean and nimble than some of the, you know, private organizations I've worked out that are known for being quite, quite good in that space. So I think it's yeah. more around what the organization's doing and how it's structured. I don't yeah. think there's any, but you can generally make a determination that if the company is spending shareholder um, private money, they have a different expectation about the rules and regulations around that expenditure and how Mm. they might do that. Generally looser um, and to some degree it should, I mean, it's, it's, it's regulated, but there are usually less um, jumps you have to go through. Whereas you can generally expect in the public sector, if you're spending public's money, 
that the uh, ability to spend money is harder. Yep. And so the justification around that is usually more, ironically, more bureaucratic, which means that um, <laughs> you're actually wasting more money to be able to spend money. In the first place. <laughs> um, but that's generally mm, my common mm. common approach. Um, yep. Also, you know, I'm a, um, I'm a big advocate for social rights and, you know, people, when I'm kind of at work, people see me as being very much the, the capitalist, but outside of work, I'm 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 more of the the punk. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so in some ways, um, work in the public sector, you know, it can be quite frustrating uh, when you are uh, someone who's pro public services and you see how inefficient they can be. So, I think there's a lot of mm, work yeah, that yeah. BAs can do in that area to help the public service, uh, big time. I think that BA is one of the roles that can help, as well as architecture to make make that area more effective and you can get some very good value because you're actually giving back to the community as opposed to and feel good whereas if you're working in the uh, private sector you know and you're working for a petroleum company you know that the shares are going back to a big i don't know investor in the petroleum industry it's not as you depending on the individual you might not get as much reward but in terms of how you do ba in terms of why you do it um, no, yep. the methods should be exactly the same. And, 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 and I mm-hmm. hate to see mm-hmm. that, you know, there might be an example where people go, well, you're a public servant, be servant BA, uh, you know, mm-hmm. be crap, or you worked at um, a government department. That doesn't mean that you're good. I, I've not experienced that. Uh, I've not experienced someone who's come from the public service um, on average and being, you know, necessarily less competent than someone who's come from a private organisation. So I don't think that fallacy is necessarily true. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, um, I think it was just kind of a very interesting uh, uh, little uh, situation to kind of get your take on whilst Mm, we have you here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So Ben, I've kind of uh, gone through, I think, the key subject topics that I kind of wanted to, for us to go through. But I don't know, is there something maybe what we've discussed or maybe something that we haven't discussed that you really, you know, kind of want to drill in yeah. on? Well, yeah. I thought I thought what would be really great, as I've talked a lot, mm-hmm. I'm a big yeah. is that yeah. I want to know from you, where do you think, as a BA, an active BA, senior yeah. BA, yeah. where do yeah. you, what are you most passionate about? So three questions. What are you most passionate about when it comes to BA? What do you think is missing from the BA community right now? And what do you think the future of BA would be? Thanks a lot, Ben, for, for the question. Um, I think in terms of what I'm most passionate about in terms of BA, I think for me, it's really about uh, people, ideas, and technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe BA kind of sits in a very unique place at the center where it, it's able to kind of facilitate people, uh, you know, their interactions, their ideas, you know, and it's also able to kind of supercharge those ideas with technology and kind of using the tools and techniques that we then apply to kind of uh, bring all these things together. And for me, I think it's a very, uh, you know, unique position to be as a business analyst. You know, you get to interact with people who come up with bright ideas and then you kind of get to, in quotes, supercharge those ideas and, you know, really serve the people um, at the ground floor, you know, every day mm. with amazing BA solutions. And if you had to choose one area of the whole sphere of supercharging, yeah. uh, 
people, technology and process, what would you say was the one area that you enjoy the most? Yeah, I think I'm going to lean with I mean, it's a very thin line for me between people and ideas because those two are very coupled together. But I'm going to lean around the the ideas, in which case I think you've called it the process or something like that, because I think, you know, that's where the good stuff really happens. Technology is just the tool. It's the means to the end. Hmm. Uh, at some point in time, you know, I mean, these days, like we t- discussed earlier, there's AI and all those things. Technology keeps evolving. Yeah. So, we'll always use different tools, but it's it's the ideas, it's the the process, you know, that kind of is the difference in that whole equation for me. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So it's it's less around the actual problem. It's more around the ideas, how to solve it and what that future state might might be. That's exactly. your kind of passion area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, and then I'll, I'll remind you of the second question, which was what do you think is missing right now in the BA community? Yeah, I think that's a good question, Ben. In my opinion, I think what's missing is kind of, you know, the aggregation of leadership. You know, um, I think there's, there's, uh, like we discussed earlier, there's a lot of different schools of thought and every uh, little corner of people biting chunks of BA off and kind of trying to make it in whatever image that they make it in hmm. for, you know, various interests. But I think one of the things that we haven't really taken advantage of as a community is, you know, thought leadership and our ability to aggregate what we know and what we stand for and really communicate it, you know, clearly and, and you know, make a stance about who we are as BA, what we're advocating for, what we're standing for, and, you know, what just clearly defining the borders of this is who we are, this is what we do, and this is what we bring to the table and owning it. Mm. I feel like we've kind of given our you know, our power to, to other people, to proxies, to kind of say, oh, what do you think we yeah, are? Exactly. What do you think we are? No, I completely agree with yeah. that sentiment. I do think that we've, but yeah, like you said, by proxy, we've kind of been defined. And do you, I mean, do you think that's the place of the IIBA to step up? Is it a, or is it in, an ind, individuals outside of that community or within that community to champion it? You know, are we are we looking for a, a scrum moment? You know, an yeah. agile manifesto moment. <laughs> Interesting. I think look, it could be any one of the other, but in my opinion, I believe the IABA has played a very pivotal role, kind of giving that central rallying point, uh, kind of rolling the years back at that moment when we needed a definition and kind of like a branding of BA, who is yep. BA, where is the BA where the BA is at kind of a thing. But also it feels like now we're in a new space where kind of everybody has an appreciation of who or what a BA is, but it's more to do with defining what is our next, you know. uh, Evolution. Exactly. How are we evolving? How are we growing in the role? Um, What are we shedding off from what we used to define ourselves at? What are we bringing in from what the future has brought in, you know, our business and corporate has kind of evolved and like yes. said, the agiles and all these frameworks have come around. How have we responded to that? So it, it's yeah, no, of, again, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's around responding to the, what the realities are in the market. And I okay. guess it's a, yeah. also around the practicalities uh, because there are some practical questions that we've talked about that, you know, like if you've got a PO on a project and you've come yeah. in as a BA, 
who's actually going to write the requirements here? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just, there are actually yeah. some practical problems with having some of, it's not just theoretical that, you know, this yeah. happens every day. And I don't think we have, as a community, um, responded to that well at all. And I agree with you, we're letting other people kind of pack off pieces. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we kind of just need to, to aggregate. I mean, we've got voices in, mm. you know, but it's disparate voices in different corners, you know, we just kind of need to aggregate our voice and mm. come up with, I don't know, if like you said, if it's a scrum moment and we have this whole BA manifesto or whatever it becomes, uh, that's another thing. But really just to kind of say, this is what we're going to stand for. This is where you find us and this is what we'll do. This is what we will not do. Mm. And own that and be okay with, with whatever definition we come up with. Because as it is right now, it's kind of, we're kind of afraid to make a stand. I mm. don't know, maybe because we become less of this or we become more of this to whoever is looking at us. So, yeah, we're not here or there yet. So let me ask you a question, which is a follow-up for that, and you have yeah. segued into the final question, yeah. uh, but I love a, a good sub-question. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I get quite a lot or pushback I get uh, yeah. from technical BAs, so I know quite a few technical BAs, what I would call systems analyst technical BA realm, and they and they never say anything really explicitly, but what they are implying is kind of looking at me, and I, I feel bad to yeah. almost say, are they in the club or are they not in the club? <laughs> um, what's your view on on that on that kind of area? If you had to better scope business analysis, where would yeah. you place those people? I'd say in I think. The whole spectrum of business is a very, very broad spectrum. I mean, from organizations that are working B2B, organizations that are working B2C, organizations that are working in government, public sector, you know, it's, it's a very broad spectrum. And obviously, as BAs, we kind of are in a very unique place where you, in order to deliver value, you need to define what value is in that context. So you'll find sometimes the most valuable way to be is the technical, in quotes, mm. BA. Sometimes yeah. it's going to be the enterprise BA and other times yeah. it's going to be a process specialist or, you know, all these different definitions. For me, the question is, are you in this piece of work, working in a space where you're delivering value? And obviously kind of based on the core competencies that we recognize and identify within the BA, you know, uh, ways of working and framework. If you are, then you're in the club. And anyway, it should be open, you know. We should yeah, yeah, yeah. people who are operating in there's no heat, uh, secret handshake management or you know whatever other roles testers mm. uh, say whatever framework they're using as long as they identify with adding value to a project using the base principles and uh, concepts that we propagate in BA then let them come and contribute to the cause yeah it's interesting isn't it I I, I, th I think I have a feeling it's a bit like you know Pluto. It's the <laughs> the planet that's not really the planet, but you know, yeah, who yeah. cares? You can call it part of the planet, but it, maybe it needs to get closer to the sun uh, in yeah. terms of the true value. Uh, but it's needed, and in terms of that work is needed, it is high value. It can be high value. Yeah. Uh, where where I think I draw the line is, and this is a recent use case or an example, yeah. is when you really are doing work that an architect doesn't want to do because it's too <laughs> low level. <laughs> Yeah. So you. you hear what I'm saying? So you're almost mm. a junior architect, which is kind of a way in which a systems analyst can go. Mm. And so you're maybe mapping data fields. 
Yeah. Uh, whereas, and, and I'd say, well, is that BA work? Well, it could be, but if yeah. the high value for that piece of work is actually working out what the problems are, and then maybe you should be spending more time on that. I guess mm. that's, that's yeah. it's it, like you said, it's quite subjective and it's, and it's very, uh, it, it does matter what the context is. I do like how you've kind of uh, mentioned something that's very interesting in, in, in that response, Ben, around if we're going to do work that the architect doesn't want to do. For me, it circles back to what we just discussed. In this mm. case, we're defining the BA work and value based on what the architect so doesn't want to do. Exactly. <laughs> uh, architect doesn't want to do this. That's yeah. In my, yeah. In my opinion, if we get our, uh, our definitions right and all that value pretty clear, like we said before, then we should be saying, look, these are the BA uh, list of activities. Architect, this is what's left. You do that. I mean, Yes, you or a junior person in your team do that. Yeah, exactly right. So I don't know. Maybe it's it's part of the evolution of BA. We need to kind of go through Mm. the teething issues to get to where we need to. It's great that we're having conversations because it means we recognize that there's something happening. There is an issue there. Yeah, we can't be the leftover leftover person. Yeah, Yeah. for me, that's a pet peeve when it's kind of like, um, yeah, what do we get the BA to do just because there's kind of loose ends? Yeah. No, we need, yeah. So if we were to stick with a bit more of a structured or a strict definition for the yeah. purpose of this next question, yeah. what would you say you think is the future of BA, I guess, proper or uppercase, you know, BA? Yeah, yeah. What do you think the future of BA um, will be at this point? Uh, well, there's two things why I want it to be. <laughs> yeah. It might actually turn out to be. Well, we'll start with what you want it to be, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In an, in an ideal world, I, I'm kind of looking at the future of BA being, uh, yeah, maybe it's a bit utopian, but I'm kind of thinking we need a seat at the C-suite table. Mm. We need to have, you know, that strategic input right at the beginning where we're conceiving whatever it is, a business idea, a business concept, whatever it is. We need to have somebody thinking with a BA hat at a strategic level, and then that work cascading to the various operational levels that, um, you know, are there in an organization. And that gives us kind of your principal, senior, intermediate, junior EDC roles. But, yes. you know, typical way that strategy uh, cascades in an organization, but with a, value, with a value-driven focus from a BA perspective, using the BA competences and all the, you know, the perspectives that we, we adopt in BA. Mm. Um, so that would be my ideal. That's where I hope we are going. And our conversations become less about, did you use BPMN? Did you use UML? Did you use video? Or did you yeah. use, you know, tools and techniques, which is pretty much operational and task level, to more, did you deliver value at a strategic level? Did yes. you, you know, achieve uh, business value and business objectives, KPIs, mm. you know, measuring mm. business KPIs kind of a thing. So, it's, it, yeah. I, I agree with you. I'll just jump in because uh, it reminds me of an example. I remember seeing someone's, this is early days when LinkedIn came out yeah. and there was a, a person I'd worked with and they were a BA, but a PMBA. Um, yeah. And they defined their opening, their like headline on their profile as being saved 500% on this project or whatever. Yeah. And I, I remember, you know, stopping myself from vomiting when I read it because <laughs> it was so cheesy. <laughs> and now, and, and at the time I thought, what, who does that? Like who would write that? And now I've come full circle and not yeah. that I will put that on my headline today and yeah. apologies to that person if they're listening. 
However, maybe that is the kind of measurables that we should be measured on. Yeah. Did you know? You know what I mean? Like we shouldn't be measured on yeah. was the requirements done well or you know could yes that's important but 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 maybe the overall measurable should be did this did this ba team save me or you know hit the strategic objective level which was saving x amount or reducing risk or whatever the project's about and so maybe that's our job is to come out and actually you know uh swinging and 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 actually you know going for those big chunky goals and saying, well, I will commit to helping you do that. And that my ass is on the line to make that happen. Yeah. And I think BA by its very nature lends itself very much to, you know, to that. But I guess also Mm. we're lucky hiding behind, you know, project and whatever is a PM or office or whatever, you know, that cover is like, oh, I don't know. I just wrote the requirements. Mm. Uh, It's up to the project manager of the project you know, goes according to... Does well or not. I yep. think if we claim that seat and we say, look, give us a responsibility, I will mm. take accountability for delivering X, Y, Z, which has been defined as value. And I've been part of that conversation of defining value and agreeing that this is truly valuable. Then allow me to be measured by by those con- um, yes. metrics, which is also risky. But I mean, that's how we grow, right? It is risky, but it also yeah. can be how a consultancy... Um, model can work or idea in an ideal model, especially if you're yeah. an individual. Yeah. Um, whereas, and, and my experience has usually been this pro- project is broken. Um, can you fix it? And my measurable is usually binary, aka did the project go live or not, um, yeah. in some shape or form. But I guess if you take a next step from that, it could be well, you know, did did the BA challenge enough such yeah, that exactly, the original exactly. objective, yeah. Yeah, 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 which is where the real value is, I think. And, and I mean, it's now understandable why C-suite will not quite kind of understand who the BA is and what exactly mm. these people doing because it's not speaking their language, the KPIs that they are looking at when they look at a piece of work. Yeah, so, it's a good point. It's yeah, a really good point. Hopefully, we can challenge ourselves to be there. So that was what I would hope mm. um, we can take BA to, um, and in the course of its evolution. Realistically, right now, I think we're in a funny space. There's um, there's a lot of ubiquity that's happening. You mentioned PMBA, you know, mm-hmm. um, technical BA. You have product owner BA. You have all sorts of, you know, different aggregations and concatenations because obviously some of it is really job market related. You just want to be fluid and available for yes. whatever role comes up. And in so doing, we kind of, dilute the actual value that we bring in because we're like are you project manager are you a ba are you yes are you a systems analyst are you a ba you know it's it's a little bit left and right so i don't know it's up to us this is where we are right now yes i hope we get less of that as we go forward and we are okay with being business analyst full stop yeah exactly right yeah Yeah, I, i totally agree and i think you're right i think if i put connect the dots between your answers to those questions. I think it's a really around the fact that we need to, like you said, there needs to be some moments or a collective community push in that direction. Yeah. And that will either be organic through just more people talking and things like this, this podcast and so on. And the BA, uh, the better business analysis Institute talking about it as yeah. one body, but also others like on modernanalyst.com, which is a really good website. Um, I don't think we should expect the industry body, the, the, the 
I guess, the traditional industry body to come out and do that because they will evolve and they'll change as the market responds. Yeah. Um, but I do think it does require collective voices to to really push us and and um, stand up and be proud of what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just kind of allow ourselves to, to grow. It's not bad. There's absolutely nothing wrong with where we came from, which was obviously, you know, software development and declining mm. requirements um, as a result of that. But it's also okay for us to grow into, you know, what business has become now. Completely agree. And as the technology gets more commodita- commoditized yeah. and there's more AI and there's more reusability, yeah. Yeah. you know, you, you would say that some of if, if those jobs are, um, are starting to disappear a little bit or be yeah. aggregated. Yeah. The val- if we keep very close down to the product technical layer, yeah. Um, those roles are going to get less and less. So we need to, re- you know, there is a there's a po- to push in terms of what we want to do. Uh, sorry, there's a pull in terms of what we want to do. And there's yeah. a bit of a push, which is, you know, it will be there won't be any jobs. So there will be a bit of a, a push to really redefine ourselves. So I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's now very, is the time. That's mm. a very interesting perspective. What Who is the BA if we took away all the, you know, technical tools that yep. we use? Do we still have a job? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, interesting conversation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Cool, Sam. Now, no, look, thank you so much for answering my questions, and thank you so much for the interview. Did you have anything else you wanted to cover before we wrap up? Yes, I'll just throw in one little um, Easter egg for you, or you know, kind of a question. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> what's your what's one or maybe two pet peeves? Ba, just to kind of close in a light about. Oh, for me, in the from the industry, or do you mean on a project? Well, let's have one of each. Okay, cool. I think my pet peeve as a BA is the fact that, like you said, that uh, I think it's the ambiguity in terms of there's people who don't know what business analysts do and they literally are hiring them, but they have no idea. They haven't bothered working out what they do. They just know they need them. I guess that's, I guess being wanted is nice. Um, so I, I guess my pet peeve is probably the fact that that doesn't exist, that there isn't a really clear definition. And even the fact that, you know, the Better Business Analysis Institute we define it slightly different to the, differently to the IABA is probably a pretty good uh, indication that we need to get that sorted ASAP. Yeah. Um, also, you know, how do you explain in a couple of minutes what you do uh, when people go, what is a business analyst over, over a barbecue? Um, I struggle with that a little bit because we do a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's probably my overarching pet peeve in terms of doing a job, knowing it adds value, but then not being able to define that very easily. So that's pretty, that's, you know, that is a, a bit of an interesting one. Yeah. Um, and I think on a project specifically, um, I guess there is a tendency towards no matter what, um, where you are and where you find yourself, that you might become the documentation guy or girl oh, or yeah. woman or whatever uh, yeah. uh, your gender is, where you are lumped with a whole lot of stuff. You're expected to you know, to not only read and understand all that, but also produce your your value is measured from the documentation, documentation. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a shame. Um, yeah. And I uh, a recent a recent engagement that I've been looking at the the, I guess the word bureaucracy is, is used there, but the kind of um, it is a public service and they do have a lot of uh, 
rules and regulations they need to follow. Uh, but you could say that, you know, you can see where the, the value is diminished through their processes in terms of getting approval for things because you're writing the same document 15 times. But the fact that, you know, that process exists, which is very common, which annoys me anyway, but yeah. the fact that the BA is almost like expected just to go through and just produce all the stuff, you're like you're moving further and further away from the value. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I do absolutely get you. And yeah, I relate. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. I've really enjoyed the chat. Um, you can hear this on the Spotify podcast and um, we'll speak soon. No, thanks a lot, Ben. Uh, it's been wonderful uh, having the, the chat. And yeah, look forward to, to hearing it online. And yeah, maybe more of this, kind of see what we can do with this conversation. I think it's something that needs to be heard. Awesome. Yeah.